0: We welcome into the program from Blog of the Boys, R.J. Achua. R.J., good morning. How are you, buddy?
1: Good morning, guys. Happy uh, March Madness. I know it's an exciting time for you all. I had Kentucky uh, winning into my bracket. I know everybody cares, so uh, it's a bit of a somber time. <laughs> Is your bracket kind of <laughs> You know, I was I was doing fairly well. I picked Richmond. I mean, I was parting. I thought, you know, this was going to be my year. Uh, but, uh, but a quick ride down to earth, uh, you know, set everything straight.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk some football here before we talk about the Cowboys, just your, your overall impressions of what, uh, what free agency has looked like in these first few days, including the, uh, the, the trade that's going on, uh, from sending, uh, Devontae Adams from the Packers to the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I know our boy Q, uh, has been rather busy, um, in the last you know 15 or whatever hours it's been. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's, it's awesome. I know people, you know, like to say that, you know, the NFL is becoming more like the NBA in this sense. I mean, we, we've seen trades like this and some of these things were predictable, but I think that what's been so interesting is that they, they still haven't been shocking. Like like Russell Wilson getting traded was something that kind of everybody saw coming from a mile away, uh, but it was still really exciting and really exhilarating. And so, I think the most interesting thing to me has been to see how, how so many teams understand that, that now is the time, that the iron can't, that you don't have to wait till the iron is hot. You can make the iron hot all on your own. Um, and so I've, I've really enjoyed watching a lot of teams in, in front offices just kind of go for it. And so the AFC appears to be loaded. Um, you know, some, some classic teams seem to be on the rise. I'm, I'm really excited. You know, it's been so great to see the Bills be good year after year and so i like to see the the shifting and changing of powers a little bit it's the it's fun nfl that i think we're about to be living in
0: rj what's the most uh disappointing thing i guess is the best way to put it with amari cooper being traded to cleveland is it you lost your number one receiver or is it you lost that number one pick
1: I think it's it's probably the former. The, the you know the, the pick is well spent at, at this point. I mean, regardless of of how ridiculous the compensation is for Amari with Cleveland. I mean, you know, you, you traded for him midway through the 2020 or 2018 season. Excuse me, excuse me. You won the division. You won another division with him. Um, you, know, you didn't win a playoff, or you want one playoff game. But you know, you didn't achieve all of your goals. But but Amari, more than anything. Uh, helped prove that Dak Prescott was a franchise quarterback, and for that price, you know that, that like that price is, cannot be quantified. It's totally worth it. So um, I, I think Amari's time in well Dallas ultimately was well spent, um, but but it's just it's it's disappointing that he's gone. And I understand it. I get it. You know the the precious salary cap has to be preserved and prioritized above all. Uh, but but this offense is worse right now, and they have yet to show any sign. Uh, that they're going to, you know, be focused on improving it throughout the free agency process.
0: And on the defensive side, I mean, D. Law restructures this contract. They're thinking they can use that money for Randy Gregory, and then they slip in some wording, and now he's out the door. How big of a blow is that to their not just the defense, but the team in general?
1: Yeah, I think the, the team in general part of this maybe what's you know more important. Randy's a great player, but but losing him in a vacuum is not the you know the most likely devastating thing that can happen to your team. But the way it happened, the messiness that it created, and, and you know, more information, you know, comes out, and, and you kind of understand that ultimately it's still something that, you know, I think that's what it is. Ultimately, it's it's hard to forgive. This, this team, this front office, everything associated with the football operations and otherwise of the Cowboys has completely and totally lost the benefit of the doubt. And I think that the Randy Gregory situation is just, you know, it, it serves to every Cowboys fan's point of, like, this crap only happens to us. You know what I mean? Like everybody feels, you know, like the sky is falling on this team. Um, and so for that to happen was really embarrassing. And I think what's, what's really been embarrassing in the fallout of that is we know obviously because the Cowboys agreed to terms with Randy that they were willing to spend that money. They, they were going to do it. it this wasn't like something they, they thought about and changed their minds on. They were actually going to spend that money. And you hear we sit, you know, almost 72 hours removed from that particular exchange. And they have yet to really spend that money. And so it's frustrating to see this this team that's normally, you know, this penny-pinching sort of, you know, organization at this time of year who was already committed to spending that money turn around and do nothing with it. And so that's, you know, it it really – the overall has has not been a good reaction for the Cowboys.
0: Where do they go to to get that complimentary piece for for D-Law? Who who replaces Gregory uh, in that defensive unit?
1: Well, they brought back Doran Armstrong, uh, who went to <laughs> Kentucky, so, you know, appropriate time of year for that, I guess, uh, but, and, I mean, I actually went to Kansas, excuse me, um, but um, Darius Smith, you know, pulled a Randy Gregory on the Ravens, and, and you know, that's that's a real Cowboy signing. He, he played the season opener last year, had back surgery, missed every game, came back for the playoffs, and so... You know, you, you could just you can almost hear Jerry and Steven, you know, doing their local hit saying, oh, well, we, we think so highly of this football player. He's a real menace. And, you know, he, he took last season to get right. And, you know, prior to that, he had 12 and a half and 13 and a half sacks in his first two seasons with the Packers. And so that would make some sense. But, you know, you're you're banking on hitting the lottery. You know, it's, it's just it's, it's a really hard thing to, to kind of swallow in that sense. Um, but he's, he's kind of your last remaining option. Um the, the the edge rush market is drying up. Um and, and you you obviously always have Micah Parsons if, if you want to go that route, but you know, then you weep in your linebacker core. And so you know, time is of the essence right now. I mean, you know, if if they don't land at Darius Smith, which they didn't already land him when he was reportedly going to the Baltimore Ravens, um, it, it looks pretty grim for them at that particular spot. But it also looks grim for them at left guard, it also looks grim at right tackle. Uh, it looks slightly less grim at wide receiver because you do have C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. But, but who knows if he's ready for the start of the season. So um, you, you've got to spend some money. That's, you know, that's what it comes down to. I think we all reach that point, you know, whether it's when you, you buy your first home or, uh, you know, my wife and I had a baby a few months ago. and It's like, hey, these things, this, this kid's a money sucker. Like, you know, no matter no matter how hard you want to fight it, like you got to buy all this stuff. And, and so you, you have to come to terms with that. And it feels like they haven't yet.
0: What is going through Dak Prescott's mind right now when it looks like from afar that this thing's being torn down to its foundation around him?
1: I mean, it's it's certainly got to be frustrating. Um, And and, and it's setting up for him to be the fall guy along with Mike McCarthy. And and I don't know that that bothers him. He's always been very good about that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, in a vacuum, you know, they, they took away your number one wide receiver. Um, if you're Dak Prescott, and, and so that's and, and the guy who helped elevate your game more than anybody else ever has in your career. Uh, what's more is you know the defensive side of the ball, which is obviously you know something that helps you if you're Dak. It's an overall team game. That that side of the ball is weaker. I mean, it, it's nice that they're bringing back you know these guys, and and good for them. You know, giving second contracts to certain players that earned it and whatnot. But uh, but I, if I were Dak, I would be feeling you know upset is is a mischaracterization but I would be really bummed I mean I I would feel I'd be looking at what you know the the Raiders are treating Derek Carr better than the Cowboys are treating Dak Prescott right now and that's that's just a depressing reality to live in.
0: R.J. have you ever seen one division make such a big power shift the way the AFC West has done this offseason?
1: You know, it's certainly impressive, um, and, and the old adage is, you know, you build your team to win your division, and it, and it seems like all of them are taking it very seriously, and, and obviously, this is the fallout of, of Patrick Holmes um, and, and how great he's been ever since taking over a starter four years ago, and so um, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's impressive. It's, it's going to be amazing to watch this division, um, in, in all likelihood, obviously, it could disappoint, but. You know, I, I haven't seen one that's that's attacked everything. You know, sometimes you see a division, and the AFC West is kind of like this, you know, that, that every, everyone has a pass rusher. You know, when the Broncos had Von Miller, and then they drafted Bradley Chubb, and obviously when the Chargers first drafted Joey Bosa in 2016, the Raiders at the time had Khalil Mack. The, the Chiefs were actually kind of the last ones for that party when they traded for Frank Clark. And so, I mean, Derek Carr is the worst quarterback of that division. I saw a tweet the other day. He he might be the best worst quarterback to ever be in a division. And so, um, you know, a few years ago when Tom Brady joined the NFC South, that that division was kind of quarterback rich. Um, Actually, prior to that, uh, I'm sorry, we had Drew Brees in uh, New Orleans. You had Matt Ryan in Atlanta, who obviously had an MVP year. Cam Newton had an MVP year in Carolina. Jameis was at one point in time, again, uh, before Brady's arrival, the worst quarterback in the division. So um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and they're all classic teams. I'm a big sucker for that, obviously. And so, um, especially as the Devonte Adams trade, I mean, I don't know how it could get more in Tyson, but I'm sure it will.
0: And you mentioned Brady there. Were you surprised at all to see him come back?
1: No, I think everybody, I think everybody kind of assumed, you know, this, this was a temporary thing. I, I certainly was surprised at, at how temporary it was, but you know, I actually respect that. I know Brady gets a lot of heat for a lot of different things, but, you know, he he didn't read far in the situation. He you know he tried it out and said, okay, I just you know I'm, I'd rather go back. And I I respect that he was quick about it because. You know, you look at the Bucs and, and how they've attacked the agency so far, and if he had waited, you know, they wouldn't have been able to do that. And so I, I respect how competitive he is. I admire that, actually. And, you know, the Bucs, I wrote something about this, so it'll be out uh, later this weekend at our site. But the Bucs and the Rams are the only two teams that get it. I mean, you mentioned the AFC West. The AFC is loaded. That division, obviously. The Bengals, the Bills get Von Miller. You know, all of the people basically that the AFC West have added were on the NFC playoff of uh, either this year or last year. And so the NFC is just weakening and weakening and weakening. Even the Packers are weakening, obviously, in-, in trading Devontae Adams. And so the Rams and the Bucks, are the only teams that smell that blood in the water. And so it's beyond me why the Cowboys would choose to join that party as opposed to taking advantage of it.
0: So, would you prefer to play guard or tackle on this offensive line? Because we need offensive linemen, and it's all hands on deck.
1: Well, the tackles get paid more. So, um, that's, uh, that's, that's where my decision ultimately lands. Um, but, you know, I'd also, I mean, playing less guard is, is a bit of a shaky proposition in Dallas. And that's why I, I still don't think everybody was totally fair to Connor Williams. I mean, Connor's career includes a lot of time missed by Tyron Smith on his left side. It includes Travis Frederick's retirement on his right side and playing with a rookie in Tyler Biotish and a shaky player in his second season. I mean, if I'm playing right tackle, the only person I got to worry about next to me is future hall of famer, Zach Martin, who is is now at a stage where he misses some time, but still, he's the most reliable part of the offensive line. So I'd rather be there. Um, Plus again, you know, there's the money, but I mean, I I think left guard is the bigger need for the Cowboys right now. Uh, Just a lot of it's because they have a somewhat viable option at right tackle and Terrence Steele. But, you know, it's it's not a good thing. You know, I I don't know how you can really feel like a, a true contender when you have two holes on your offensive line and, you know, only one real legitimate resource to fill it if you're lucky i mean if you're lucky you're going to draft somebody at 24 who you can plug and play and that is already not you know in any way a certainty but you only get one of those and that's why you know free agency is a time that you have to utilize to some degree which is why a lot of cowboys fans are frustrated this week
0: how do they approach the draft at this point i mean obviously they're not going to make any moves in free agency so who's who are the names on their board that you have to go get
1: yeah, I, I don't know. If there's a tackle option that that's worth it. And plus they, they seem to feel confident enough in Terrence field, but I mean, I, you know, Kenyon green, again, who went to the greatest school in the world, um, you know, it's, it's kind of the name every Cowboys fan is dreaming of being there at 24. Cause you need that guard. And again, in, in all likelihood, you know, they'll start him from day one and, and you hope that he's, you know, your next Zach Martin guard wise. Um, that's, that's it. And I mean, so it's, not everything is guaranteed in in football or in life, obviously. Um, So you've got to cast as wide of a net as possible, but the Cowboys have have minimized the, you know, the surface area of their net so much by not only, you know, not being active in free agency, but by, you know, releasing Lyle Collins by not re-signing Connor Williams. And again, all those things in a vacuum are fine and make sense. You know, you've lost trust in Lyle Collins. That's fine. You know, we're not going to cry over that individually. Connor Williams had a rough go and had all the penalties. Okay, I get that. But the totality of it all has to be considered, you know, contextually. And and, and you cannot just completely and totally wither away as a roster. And so, you know, the reality is at this point, we're now, you know, on the third day of free agency. You know, yes, there are players out there, but, you know, there's nobody who's a difference maker that's available for you at this point in time. There, there are more holes than there are, you know, chips to play for the Cowboys. So they're going to have to get lucky in a lot of ways, and, and, and that is their of their own doing.
0: RJ, what do you got uh, on Blog of the Boys for us?
1: Well, you know, nothing but optimism. Uh, as, as clear <laughs> and obvious, uh, you know, on our end, but um, you know, we're we're tracking obviously everything that's happening, and and every time something does happen, we we try to contextualize it: why the Cowboys made this decision, why they did or did not bring somebody in, or assign somebody, et cetera. Um, and and we're touching it on every angle. We've got obviously our side is always operational. We've got emergency podcasts coming out. Uh, thankfully the Cowboys always keep us in business in that sense. Our YouTube channel has got a lot of content as well. So we're just riding the wave. Uh we're just riding the wave. Uh picking bad teams in, in the tournament and uh and just think thinking everybody, you know, that it's the weekend. You know, I'm just gonna get a burger today and, and kind of eat my sorrows away. There you
0: go. RJ, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate it. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks a lot, guys.